The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus went to the district of Tyre. He entered a house and wanted to know and wanted no one to know about it, but he could not escape notice. Soon a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. She came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophician by birth, and she begged him to drive the demon out of the daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied and said to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps. Then he said to her, For saying this, you may go. The demon has gone out of your daughter. When the woman went home, she found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. The Gospel of the Lord. Who remembers the readings from Tuesday? Yeah, exactly right. Remember anything about the Gospel, perhaps? In the Gospel, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and the scribes about um, observing the, the disciplines for meals, like clean and unclean, things like that. But I'm glad because I wanted to focus on Genesis, so perfect that you got that. So we heard Genesis, and it was Monday and Tuesday we, heard, we were hearing the Genesis readings. It was Genesis chapter 1 is the long list of, on the first day he did this, on the second day he did this, third day he did this. And after each day, what did he say? It was, it was good. Until he got to the day he created man and woman, he said it was very good. And then we know that he did what on the seventh day? Right, so there's the six days of creation, seventh day he rested, all that. And now we hear these other Genesis readings of chapter 2. And it seems like we're repeating the same story, doesn't it? He's talking about creation again. But think about it like this. If you ever... I was trying to think of the analogy, and, I, and it's going to fall short because any analogy with God always falls short, but it's fine. Think about like a movie that you've seen... Let's, let's say like a, the Star Wars movies or the Marvel movies. Let's just go with those. And then they decide to do the, like the further story of one of the characters. So like Marvel did all their, all their movies and then they did like the ones with Loki, right? Or they did all their Star Wars movies and then they did one with Andor or whatever. Does that make sense? Am I tra- are you tracking what I'm putting down? So you have like this big story, this kind of generally broad story, and then this more detailed, specific story. That's what's happening in Genesis here. So we get this big general like creation narrative, and then more specifically, God goes into explaining the, the creation of man and woman. So that's what you hear today in Genesis. He says, it's not good for man to be alone. He made a suitable partner. He talks about all the stuff he did. Ultimately, what did he have to do? What, did he, what was necessary to make man a suitable partner? Right. It's that I actually have to take something from that very creation and not duplicate, but create from that creation. Because he was having all these other things. He's like, all that stuff was good, but it wasn't what matched the man. And so he had to take that from the side, right? Uh, this, is, this one at last is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. should be called woman. For out of her man, this one has been taken. This is why a man leaves his mother, clings to his wife, to become one flesh. Man and wife are both naked. They felt no shame. And that's really important. Like, 
yeah, they had no shame in the sense that they had nothing. And so we, like, where does that sense of shame come from? It came from the fall, the original, the original sin, original fall, right? Where they had this knowledge, and it's funny because they would have had knowledge of who this person was, but their knowledge was changed when they ate from the tree of good and evil. Right? And they said, oh, wow, there's something different about me. I have to do something about it. And now there's an embarrassment or a shame or whatever. But it, when we were initially made, that didn't exist. Like, there was no sense of shame. Like We could look at another person, we could look at another, another being and just know that they were good for the sake of being good. Okay, now we take that and we look a little bit at the gospel reading today. And Jesus heals this woman's daughter. But he says a really weird thing and could even be considered an insult when, when you think about it. What, is, what does Jesus say about the, the healing of the woman? And he doesn't really so much say about the healing, just he has this side comment. Something about feeding dogs, yeah? You want to add to that? Yeah, yeah. So when Jesus says, like, let the children eat first, who is he referring to? Is he referring to actual, like, kids like you? Or does he mean someone different? Means someone different. Who is he talking about? What do you think? The humans, absolutely. But then think about like specifically like there were Greeks and there were Egyptians and there's this chosen people known as the Jews slash the Israelites. Oh, I know. It's like try to guess Father Jay's brain, right? Don't want to do that. So yeah, like the children... The, the, these people, these specific people, he's referring to the Jews, the Israelites. And then, because this woman's Greek, right? She's not, she's a Gentile. She's not part of that group. And so he's like, let's, let's feed the children first, not the dogs. She's like, well, hold on. Even the dogs get the scraps from the table. Because what's Jesus' big, big mission again? His big, big mission is salvation for who? everyone right doesn't matter if they're a jew or a gentile greek samaritan it's for everyone and so while that's his mission this woman's faith highlights it because what's he say she says lord even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps and he said for saying this you may go the demon's been removed her faith her acknowledgement her belief in him saying like you're here for me too even though I don't belong to this nation, I don't belong to this tribe, I know you're here for me. Like, that's an amazing faith to have to say, like, Lord, you are here to help me. And so when we have conversations with God, we have to truly believe and have the faith that he is here for us. Like, we can beg him, we can ask him, we can go to him and say, Lord, I need this I, I, I want this. Help me with this. He's not always going to say yes. He's not always going to fix it like with a snap of his fingers. But if we can go to him with an honesty and say, Lord, here's where I'm at. Help me. We have to believe that he hears that. He, he's responding to that. Because, again, the Genesis reading, the big story, the little story, shows that he cared so much about man that he had to take from that creation to give him someone in return. He couldn't just make something else. He had to go back and there has an intimacy there. The same with this, this gospel that this woman acknowledges 
who he is, his authority. She acknowledges his greatness, but she also knows that he cares for her and her daughter. So we have to believe that God cares for us. So that's just the encouragement. Like when you go to prayer, however you go to prayer, like believe with a faith that God actually cares what you have to say. He cares what's on your mind. He cares what's on your heart. He cares about you because you are his son or daughter.